the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you are a faithful steward of God's resources, you know that God requires the first fruits of our increase. Tithing is a critical aspect of stewardship, but the question is, how are you managing the 90% God entrusts to you? Listen in today as Pastor Rander continues to teach on this subject in this message, The Qualities of a Faithful Steward. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. This worshipful atmosphere all over the place and at home. We pray you use me now to preach in the power of the Spirit. Help people to receive and not allow Satan to snatch what you want them to have. Help them to be still and know that you're God. In Jesus' name and all God's children say Amen. Turn with us to the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 9. That's our scripture that we'll be starting with, and we'll proceed from there. Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 9. It says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Again, Proverbs 3, 9 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. And from this, as we conclude this financial series, we want to preach glorifying Christ as a faithful steward with your finances. Glorifying Christ as a faithful steward with your finances. We are stewards in that we are managing God's possessions. We are not the owner. He's the owner. We're just tending his possessions just for a season. And then he calls us home where we will one day give an account of our stewardship before the Lord. Beloved, Christ desires to be glorified in every aspect of our life. God wants to be glorified in our marriage. He wants to be glorified in your family. And he also wants to be glorified in your finances. You say, what does you keep saying glorify, glorify? What does it mean when you say glorify God? Preacher, what does it mean when you say glorify God? Well, to glorify Christ is to honor him. To glorify Christ is to magnify him. To glorify Christ is to praise him. To glorify Christ is to extol him. To glorify Christ is to highly esteem him. To glorify Christ is to celebrate him. To glorify Christ is to worship him. 
It doesn't stop there, but I just gave you enough for you to catch the vision as to what it means to glorify Christ. Again, to reiterate, to glorify Christ is to honor Christ, to magnify Christ, to praise Christ, to extol Christ, to highly esteem Christ, to celebrate Christ, and to worship Christ. However, it is impossible to genuinely worship Christ and love money because our Lord says in Matthew 6, 24, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. I love this last part. It says you cannot serve both God and money. Now that's big. You cannot serve both God and money. You either going to love money and serve it and live for it and, and work yourself to death to get it. Or you're going to love God and you're going to deny yourself and you're going to trust him and you're going to be content because God is enough for you. I submit to you today this question. Who are you serving? Are you serving God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength? Or are you serving money and you can't get enough of it and you just after it, you chasing it? Beloved, this means if you love money, you will never have enough, which will cause you not to be satisfied with your relationship with Christ. When you love money, you will not be satisfied with the relationship with your family. Matter of fact, you'll forsake your family to pursue money. When, when you love money more, you, you'll skip out on church. You always say, well, I got to work. I got to work. And you schedule it. Some of you uh, schedule your time to work on Sunday and instead of working around it, if at all possible, you ought to make time for God. I realize we're in a godless culture, but you ought to at least make it known on the job. Plant the seed that you would like to be off on Sundays, at least the first part of the day, so that you can worship God. Tell your boss and supervisor that even they say no, you know, you go back through a month later. Persistency will bless you. <laughs> and persistency for the cause of Christ will even bless your life. If we do not look to the word of God for divine guidance in every area of our finances, money can become one of the most contentious and divisive issues in our marriage. So many marriages end up in separation and even divorce because of different views of how money should be managed and spent. Therefore, it is critical that we address this area of our family from a biblical perspective to keep Satan from wreaking havoc in our finances. Beloved, it is absolutely critical that we cry out to Christ for wisdom as we navigate the terrible times in which we live, as we see the cost of living rising exponentially. For example, look at the rising cost of gas rising cost of groceries. And I believe America is under judgment. Uh, look at the increased cost of housing and utilities. Look at the increased cost of maintenance and repairs. Uh, the increased cost of income, your taxing on your income, taxing on your property, what it costs to operate a car, the cost of buying clothes for your children, personal grooming, entertainment, and the rising cost of auto insurance, life insurance, disability insurance, and medical insurance, yes. all going up. And I serve notice to you today that it's not going 
to be any better. So it is crucially important that you must learn how to be wise with that which God has blessed you with, and you will make it through the best of time and the worst of times when you have God's favor on your life. How many of y'all, y'all been blessed? How many of you have gotten some blessings in the midst of all this confusion and all the stuff that's going on around us? You, you, you live for God. God wouldn't, he would not allow you to lack one good thing. Don't you worry or fret. You just take care of God and his work and put him first. He's going to make sure you get taken care of. Let me tell you what he'll do. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It's not written, but, but, but you know, I don't care how bad things get. But when God wants to bless you, he will go around and create abnormal ways of getting that blessing to you. Abnormal ways. He he will create opportunities. He will open doors in strange ways. And no one can, no party, no political party, no anything can stop what God wants you to have when you're living right before him. Do I have a witness there? It all goes back to how are you treating God and how are you handling his money? Now, if it's your money, whoa, you, I can't help you. You already said it's your money. But when it's God's money, he can take a little bit and stretch it. And it's enough. If you fail to recognize that God owns everything and give him what belongs to him first, you are only going to compound your problem and not have the blessings of God upon your finances. Let's transition. As believers, how do we glorify Christ with our finances? How do we glorify Christ with our finances as believers? How do we glorify Christ with our finances? Number one, do not expect the blessings, blessings of God until you put him first in your life and finances. Matthew 6, 33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Do not expect the Lord to abundantly bless you if you are not seeking him first. Living right, living a righteous life and being a trustworthy steward before him is what blesses the children of God. Number two, financial accountability is so essential to having a healthy, well-balanced marriage and family. Financial accountability is so essential to having a healthy, well-balanced marriage and family. Proverbs 12, 15 says the way of a fool is right in his eyes But a wise man listens to advice. Husband and wives must first acknowledge God in their income and expenditures. You must communicate with each other. You must do that. That's that's a must. And be willing to make the necessary adjustments to improve your fiscal affairs. You cannot keep on doing the same thing the same old way and expect different results. You need to stop, evaluate where you are. Make the necessary adjustments for your financial success and security. Thirdly, where there is no personal discipline, there will be financial chaos. Where there is no personal discipline, there will be 
financial turmoil, and being led by your emotions. This could lead to bankruptcy, excessive use of credit cards, and title and payday loans with exorbitant interest rates. Habitually overspending is an addiction you must address and conquer in your personal life and marriage. Some folk are addicted to spending every dime they get, and they're now 50, 60 years old, and they're still living from paycheck to paycheck, which is symptomatic that you are addicted to spending. Spending. Look how quiet it got then. (laughs) Proverbs 25, 28 says, like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. You have to ask God to control your spending habits. Control your spending habits. Stop allowing money to burn your purse and your wallet. You are wise indeed if you learn to tell yourself no. No. Say no. I want you to call, you know your first name, and then I want you to say no. Call your first name. Just say your first name first. Say your first name again. Then say no. Okay. All right. Some of y'all haven't said that so long, it sounds strange. <laughs> you, you are indeed wise if you learn to tell yourself no to your wants and stick to that which is priority. Learn to tell yourself no. Number four, you need to be consistently saving a designated portion of your income. You should not have to get a loan or use a credit card when there is an emergency. This is what an emergency fund is for. And believe me, you will need an emergency fund because an emergency fund is for a what? That's not, it's, not, it's not for the movies. It's not for Dillard's. Okay? It's not for Best Buy. That emergency fund is for a what? Mercy. Y'all scared to say, you're not even saying it. It's for what? Mercy. An emergency. It's called an emergency fund when there is an emergency. And believe me, you will need it. Financial expert Dave Ramsey recommends that if you have consumer debt, create a starter emergency fund of at least $1,000 first. Do that first. Then once you are out of debt, it's time to beef up that amount and save three to six months of expenses in a fully funded emergency fund which is separate from your savings. You may consider investing in a good, reputable home warranty plan to cover major home repairs, and you need to have a reliable, or you may need to have a reliable, competent repair person. Stop trying to fix the plumbing if you're not a plumber. You will create an emergency. <laughs> Just jack lead it. Jack, you, you. Some of y'all can't paint. And y'all, I'm, I'm going to paint this room. It's going to be this today. And it's all sloppy. You, can't, you, you, you got more paint on you and the floor than on the wall. You, jack lead. Stop jack lead. You get what you pay for. 
<laughs> you, you need to get a reliable, competent repair person. Ask the Lord for him. Ask the Lord for everything. Uh, or her. Some of, these, some of these ladies are a good repair person. They can beat me. Don't take much to do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> competent. 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 The cars will need maintenance and repairs. The air conditioner will break. Appliances will break. The plumbing will leak. The children will outgrow their clothes before they can barely start wearing them. And Christmas is coming soon. Therefore, be disciplined and save consistently on a monthly basis. Proverbs 21, 20 says there is desirable treasures and oil in the dwelling of the wise. But a foolish man squanders it, squanders his savings, put it in there one week, take it out the next, sometimes the next day. If you desire to learn about saving, you really want to learn about saving then observe the ant. Proverbs 30, 25 says, ants are creatures of little strength, yet they store up their food in the summer. We had that huge deep freeze and all that snow a couple of times in the same week last uh, February, the likes of which we hadn't experienced and uh, those ants, you didn't find an ant anywhere. Matter of fact, you weren't looking for it and they weren't looking for you. <laughs> they didn't come up in that snow and ice trying to figure out what they were going to do. And, and you know what? An ant cannot take a whole loaf of bread down in that hole, way down deep, down one loaf at a time. They'll kill themselves. They, t- they take it a crumb at a time. They busy. Crumb at a time. Crumb at a time. And all of a sudden, the whole loaf is 10 feet under. Now, you mean to tell me you're going to let a little ant out save you? You mean to tell me ants have more sense to save up and not eat up their bread? Because when winter, they can't come up and do anything because the the ground is iced up. Ants are creatures of little strength. Yet they store up their food in the summer. They don't just turn over on their belly and say, I'm sleepy. Number five, your finances need to be serviced with a good Christian financial advisor who can speak wisdom into your finances, who can speak wisdom into your taxes and investments and keep you updated on the laws that are constantly ever changing. Proverbs 15, 22 says plans fail for a lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. You need advice. There are things you don't know. The tax code, who can understand that? Up in Washington, they don't even know what they pass. You know, you need some advice. You, 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 there's stuff in there that can entangle you. There's stuff you don't know everything. Admit that you don't know it. Refuse to allow pride to keep you from seeking financial guidance from those who can provide sound Christian counseling. Some people allow their fiscal affairs to totally collapse before they humble themselves and ask for help. Proverbs sixteen eighteen says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Number six, 
If you desire to reduce the stress in your family, getting out of debt, the word is debt, must be priority. Beloved, there is nothing sweeter than your relationship with Christ. There's nothing sweeter than harmony in your family. And there's nothing sweeter than financial freedom. Did you get that? And let me just repeat that again. You want sweetness in your life. There's nothing sweeter than your relationship with your with Christ, your relationship with your family, harmony with your family and financial freedom. Proverbs 22, seven says the rich ruleth over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender. Now, the Bible has a lot to say about managing finances. And if you apply it, it will keep you. It will keep your family out of debt and you will have financial success. The moment a person goes into debt, he or she loses his or her financial freedom. When you go into debt, you become stressed, you become pressured, you become worried. Only when you hate debt will you be determined to get out of it. Did you get that? Now, you, everybody write that down. Only when you hate debt, I hate debt, will you be determined to get out of it. Let's transition. How do you get out of debt? How do you get out of debt? A, you must first accept Christ as your personal savior. You need the Lord. The Lord. You need to believe. Acts 631a says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Ask Christ into your life and allow him to be Lord of your life. Once you are saved, then you must surrender yourself to him as Lord of your life. Second Corinthians 8, 5a says they gave themselves first of all to the Lord. Have you given yourself to the Lord? If you've not given yourself to the Lord, you're not going to give your finances to the Lord and nothing else to the Lord. Second Corinthians 8, 2 and 3 also says in the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and the extreme poverty welled up in the rich generosity for I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability entirely on their own. Even in the midst of severe poverty, these believers gave over and above without making them feel a guilt trip and all of this stuff over and above. In other words, being poor is no excuse for not giving. The widow only gave two mites. And, and Jesus said she did more than those who dropped out of their much, who gave, who, who dropped in having a whole lot. Uh, B, be content. The word is content with what God has blessed you with. Be content with what God has blessed you with. Hebrews 13, 5b says, be content with such things as you have. Philippians 4, 11 also says, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have, with whatever I have. Beloved, a spirit of contentment will keep you. Listen to this. A spirit of contentment will keep you from being greedy. When you're content, you won't be materialistic and you won't love the things of this world, which can lead you to financial ruins. Ecclesiastes chapter five, verse 10 also says, whoever loves money never has enough. Now, wow, you know you love money. I never have, never have enough. Never have enough. I mean, and then what you, what you got, you got to stop piling. 
You don't leave nothing in your inheritance for the church. You don't leave. Matter of fact, some of you don't even leave it to your children. Some of you just stacking it up and it's just growing. You, oh, look and look. Stacking with no purpose. Ecclesiastes 5.10 says, whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless. Meaningless. See, create a budget and stick to it. Proverbs 24.3 says, through wisdom, a house is built. Through wisdom, a house is built. And by understanding, it is established. Develop a budget so that you can give an account for income and expenditures and get a clear picture of your finances. A budget is a spending plan. That's all it is. It's a spending plan intended to help you reach your short and learn long-term financial goals. It can help you see where the Lord's money is going so you can assess where you are financially in order to make the necessary adjustments to get out of debt. Keep doing the same thing the same old way. You keep getting the same results. Some folk 50 years old, just as broke as they can be. Can't leave anybody anything. Die poor. Some folk die without a burial policy. Die without a witness. You know you're going to die. And you sitting up there letting somebody else got to buy you a casket, pay for your embalming, uh, uh, cremate you and all that. You know you were going to die. Why didn't you do something about yourself? That's up there. I, 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 let them have it. You, you selfish rascal, you. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.